the start in translation, John 16, says this, and everything I taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. Amen. Now, I've read, before I start the message today, this is a preliminary, yes, it is that. Um, I read this, I got this clip out of an article I read, and I thought of our young people specifically, or people who have graduated from college probably in the last 10 years, how that um, our college teaching has changed over the decades, and uh, I'm asking all the young people, and it could be older people as well, to be open to what I'm about to say. Are you going to be open? I'm just, I'm just waiting, you know. You're going, are you going to be open? All right, thank you. Socialism is precisely the religion that must overwhelm Christianity. In the new order, socialism will triumph by first capturing the culture via infiltration of schools, universities, churches, and the media by transforming the consciousness of society. That's not a quote in the last few years. That was a quote from 1916 by Antonio Gramsci in a book that he wrote. 100 years later, we are there. A poll was taken in October 2019. Everybody still love the pastor? My friend Billy Wayne says this all the time. I'm not feeling much love this morning. In a poll that was taken October 2019, 2,100 American respondents, 70% of millennials, 70% of millennials surveyed, and 64% of Gen Z said they would vote for a socialist candidate. A May 2020 Vice article on Gen Z political learning headlines the quote of a college student who said it's much more stigmatized to say you're a capitalist in my experience. And so they want to push socialism. And you may be thinking that, you know, Pastor, I thought you were a grace guy and therefore you should be socialist. That could be nothing further from the truth. I'm biblical. I'm not trying to be political here this morning. I'm being biblical. All right? I'm neither a liberal or a socialist. I am biblical. And the biblical principles are this. And I felt like I needed to do this for correction. You know, the Bible says that we do need correction from time to time. Time to time. And it's to help you. It's to help us all. Because we can go the way of the world and... And it's the wrong way, ladies and gentlemen. It's wrong. I'll give you one quick story. There is a story. There's many principles you can get out of this story of the story of the talents. You feel familiar with the story of the talents? One man had five talents. His master gave five talents to one. He gave two talents to one. And he gave one talent to one, the master, who was over all of that. And he said, I want you to go and work the five talents I gave you. The one with five, he went and he made five. The one with two, he went and he made two. But the one who was given one, what did he do with it? Nothing. 
He buried it. When the master came back, he says, what did you do with the five? I made five more. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. The one the two. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. The one with one. Well, I knew that you were a hard taskmaster, so I didn't do anything with it. He was reprimanded. He was reprimanded. The point is this, is that there is a mentality that there's people who don't really want to work for a living. And don't get me wrong, I believe that God gives us wisdom to make money so money will work for you. That's the highest part of, I believe, God wants us to have when it comes to finances. I believe you work a job. And let me just say this, in Colossians 3.17, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, Whatever you do, do as unto the Lord. Do your work as unto God. I remember the Lord taught me this when I was uh, over the aircraft operation in Louisville, Kentucky at FedEx, and I had to be there at 4 a.m. in the morning. I remember whining to God at 3.30 as I was driving to work, 3.30 in the morning, well, I'm at this, and man, I'm at this, and it was all about my job, about work. And the Holy Ghost talked to me at 3.30 in the morning. Can you imagine that? He's alive and well at 3.30 in the morning, so I... I felt this in my heart. The Lord said, do you remember when you used to work at a certain fast food restaurant? How hard it was, how difficult it was, and what you got paid. He says, you are making much more money than you are back then. You have benefits that which you didn't have any when you worked at the fast food. And I mean, is Vicki in here or she's in children's church? Just ask Vicky. She's manager over at Chick-fil-A. It's amazing how angry people can get over a sandwich. It's like that you stole their firstborn or something, you know what I mean? And their veins popping out, you really, and you're thinking, hey, it's a chicken sandwich. Get over it. But anyway, I digress. But my point is this, is that the Lord was helping me to see where my perception was just off. He says, Mike, why don't you work to me, work for me instead of working for your boss? So there was a lot of complaining going on with my career, and it's probably because I was a whiny myself. So I went in, I had a meeting before we start. It was about 13 of us. And I said this, I said, uh, y'all remember, uh, what did you do before you started working for that? You know, they all worked so-so jobs that paid very little and had no benefits. I said, you know, I did the same thing, but I said, isn't it amazing that we whine and complain about having much better job with much better benefits with greater pay? Do any of you want to quit and go back to your old job? No, no. But let's just kind of work on our attitude. What do you think, guys? Let's just work on our attitude. This is a much better job. It deserves our appreciation. I'm talking to somebody today. point is this, is that you need to do your work as unto God, number one, and you need to be grateful that you have a job. And if anybody who does, and listen, I'm not condemning anybody here, so if you feel condemned, stop it. Just flat out stop it. But what I am saying is this, is that there's times that all of us have difficult times. There's times that people are unemployed. There's times, and so don't feel bad, you know, and I... You know, there was times when uh, 
everybody has a tough time. And we as a church and me personally, I do my best to help poor people and to help people who are struggling or just to help people, period. We do as a church and as a family. Uh, but I know my wife, you know, when we first moved to Pueblo, she worked a year. But I, I'm, I just felt this is Mike, okay? And Mike's attitude was, uh, if you want to work, you can work. But if you don't want to work, I'm going to make sure you're provided for. If you don't want to work, fine. If you want to work, fine. I'm, I know I'm a little bit old school, but the majority of women today, they have to work. They can't raise their kids if they want to. If you want to work and you have a career, I mean, wow, go for it. If the dad wants to home, stay home with the kids and you are doing a great, do that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But if you do want to stay home, I believe that God will give you the desires of your heart. This is what I want to help you with this morning. The Lord started helping me in my job, and, and I'm still learning, but it, this is the thing. There are doors and windows in your life and your life's journey. If you could just picture a journey, you're walking down a big, wide hallway, and there's doors, and there's windows in these doors, and there's windows in, these, in this hallway, I should say. And you're walking along, and, and, but you're not noticing them. You're not seeing the doors, and you're not seeing these windows. You're just not seeing them because you're just trudging along, and, and a lot of it's because you're not grateful, and if you're not doing your work as unto the Lord, you're not being thankful. And because of that, you don't see opportunity. I'm preaching where the rubber meets the road. This is what the Lord says. You know, he says in Malachi, he says, if you're, a, there's things that you, when you start being grateful, when you start being, doing your work as unto the Lord, and you start being a giver instead of a taker, uh, instead of a, a bloodsucker, a sponge. Did I get all the adjectives in there? But if you become a giver and you're generous and everything, this is what will happen. In Malachi, under the old covenant, it says, if you're a giver, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and you're not be able to contain. Under the new covenant, I believe it's like this. There are windows in your life and there are doors of opportunity in your life. And they're there 24-7. It's yours for the opening. God doesn't open the door. It's you. He's got the door open for you. It's on greasy hinges. All it takes is for you to do it. And the windows, by the way, they're not windows what we see here today. In the time of Jesus, what were windows made out of? Wood. It was a wooden window with a, you know, like a shutter. It wasn't a window, oh, let's see what's outside today. You, be, you better open up the wooden window or you're not going to see squat. This is what I believe. This is my opinion. I believe when you start doing your work as unto the Lord, when you start becoming thankful for all that he's done for you, and you start becoming a giver, all of a sudden you have the ability to open up that wooden, 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 I can say it, W-O-O-D-E-N. You open up that wooden window, and you get to see all the blessings that God has already given you. But a lot of times we don't see it. We don't see what's on the other side of the door. It's there for the taking. All of the blessings are yes and amen. But when we get the right attitude, you start seeing that this is mine. 
Not because of Mike Davis, but because of the righteousness that God has made me. He's poured out all the blessings upon me. And it's time for you and me to start seeing that he's done it already. But when we are just <laughs> just ticked off at everybody and ticked off at our job, ticked off here, a tick there, tick there, a tick, tick everywhere, you won't see the window. You won't see the door. When you're not doing your work, just say, man, I've worked for some, don't get me wrong, I've worked for some characters. You know, everybody says, well, you don't know what I'm going through. You're a preacher. Oh, really? No, just get real. Makes me want to slap them. Anyway, I won't. But anyway, <laughs> it's a bad joke. But anyway, if you've not been in the news for the last 24 hours, you probably don't know what that meant. But anyway, I didn't slap anybody, just so you know. But uh I just, I've worked for some guys that uh, they weren't Satan, but they were related to him. <laughs> but the Lord started teaching me, like, you can either have him as a boss, you can either have me as a boss. It's up to you, Mike. You get to choose. And I'm telling you, it, it started changing my life. And you know what? People started getting moved out of my life that treated me like hell on earth. They got moved. This is what God says that our work, I should teach on this someday. Your work is supposed to be worship unto God. Did you know Jews believed that? And they were taught that. In the Old Testament and even the time of Jesus, work was worship. Boy, that would just change your attitude. You know, it's easy to come to church. We start, you know, hearing this. I will build my life. You know, you start singing. Everybody goes, yes, hallelujah. You go to work. Oh, this sucks. I'm glad people don't come to church and go do that. Oh, yeah, they're worshiping God. This sucks. I tell you what. No. <laughs> Woo. I'm telling you, this will help you. And it will set you free, and no boss, nobody, no employer, no employee can rob you of what God has for you. The Lord taught me that. I got pushed over a promotion. You probably heard this story. I got pushed over a promotion before I was in charge of the aircraft operation. I applied for it, and some other guy got it, and everybody said, all of my friends who I worked with were ticked. I was not. I just thought, oh, well, no big deal. I enjoy my work. It's no big deal. Everybody else goes, no, it's not right. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. I go, hey, he's a good, he was a good friend of mine anyway. So I just said, man, no problem. Man, I love that guy. We had dinner together, coffee together. I just loved that guy. We were good friends, but he got the job. But when the, the guy over the whole district of FedEx, he came in, he started interviewing. He was just seeing how the station was running and everything. And people started saying that he had one-on-one -on -one interviews with him. Well, it wasn't right because Mike got, should have got that job. He knows the business. He knows everything. He should have got that. And come to find out, the manager was good drinking buddies with my friend who got the job. And I wasn't a good drinking buddy at all with it. He would invite me, hey, you want to go to the bar tonight? Everybody? I go, no, I don't want to go to the bar with you. Anyway, so I wouldn't drink with him. But so anyway, he picked that guy. No problem. So, but all these interviews, people were saying that, saying that. I'm telling you, the Lord will fight your battle. Mm, 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 mm. 
There's so many times in my life I have screwed up because I thought, okay, I'm going to take care of this. And I roll up my sleeves and I go, okay, this is what I do. How'd that work for me? Not so good. Not so good. But man, when you just trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not into your own understanding. That is so true today. Trusting God with all of your heart, with everything in you. Don't lean on your own understanding. Man, make a long story short. The big shot called me and he started interviewing me. He said, so um, what about this um, job you got for me? I go, yeah, so-and-so got it, man. He's a good guy. He's good. I did not say one negative thing about him. He was a good friend. He was, he'd give you the shirt off. It. He wasn't a believer in God, but that dude, he was a bigger giver than any Christian I knew. He's just a nice guy. I love him. He says, well, I looked over your application, and I looked over his, and I saw what you were doing, and I saw his, his. He says, you deserve that. I go, well, you know, maybe, but he got picked for it. He goes, before I leave this week, you will have that job. And he went to my manager, and he told him that I got that job. And just a few months later, my manager got demoted, and he was shipped to Chicago, and he was doing what I was doing in Louisville, Kentucky. He got demoted. They said, and I found out later, you either take this demotion or you will no longer be employed here. Ow! I'm telling you. It may not be weeks, it may not be months, it may be a while, but man, you keep trusting God, and I'll tell you what, he'll make the crooked straight. He'll make, he'll fill in the pit, and he'll make it level. He'll take the mountain, and he'll cause it to be a plain. We got to trust God. When it comes to your job, make sh- just get an attitude of judge. And listen, I didn't do this perfectly. I did not. But I started changing a lot of my life, man. I started changing. I started doing my work as unto God. I started saying, God, you're my boss. Promotion comes from my God. Promotion comes from him. And I believe, I'm not going to tell you what I'm believing for. But there, I believe there's going to be a major corporation that moves into this city that will pay people more than you've ever been paid. And let me just say this. If you are getting paid and it's paycheck to paycheck, you need to believe that that's not God. It took me the majority of my life to 2014. 2014. What is that? Eight years ago. Is that right? Yeah, eight. Took me to 2014. To really understand that it was not the will of God for me to live paycheck to paycheck. I was always thankful. And it's good to be thankful that you get all of your needs met and you get to live paycheck to paycheck. But God says this. If, if you stole, quit stealing, and believe for a job that you can get to where you make enough that you can give to somebody else. You know what that tells me? The principle is this. You better not be just making paycheck to paycheck. That's below God's standard. You're supposed to be able to have enough to give. No condemnation. I did it until all of my life. You know, 2014, how old was I? Somebody figure it out. I'm 62, 63 this year. I'm 62 now, but 2022 from 2014, eight years, 54? 54. 
54? Is that right? So up until I was 54 years old, I believed that kind of mentality. Young people, or even if you're 50s or 60s, don't. Let's change the way we think. God wants you to make more than just to meet your needs. And most Christians say that. I'm so blessed. He's met every need in our life all of my life. And I said that from the pulpit. I said that to my friends. God has met every need in my life. We are so blessed, so blessed. And God was up in heaven holding his nose saying, thou stinketh. <laughs> okay, you may not have been doing that, but you get the point. It's just a parable here. <laughs> Story. But I believe you're supposed to make more than what you're to cover the needs of your family. You are supposed to make more than what the needs are of your family. Why? So you can have money to give to those others. The Bible says that you got poor, and it talks about poor people all throughout the Bible, and we're supposed to help poor. We're supposed to help them. We are. But if you just barely have enough to get by, you're not going to help anybody. You know? And so many people come out against, you know, and I've gotten bad Publicity, if you want to call it that, because you're just one of those prosperity. No, I'm a gospel preacher that happens to believe that God wants you to prosper. And any other gospel that is preached is it's not God's best. God wants you to prosper and be in health. Third John 2. Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health as your soul. It's your soul. That's what you're believing. That's what your trajectory as far as your thinking and your mentality. If you don't think that you're supposed to prosper, if you don't think that you're supposed to be in health, then you're not going to prosper and you're not going to walk in health. Can you get any simpler than that? But what the world wants you and I to believe is it's okay. I heard a funny story. His father had two children, one in high school, one in college. She came home for college, and he gave her a job. She wanted to make some extra money. He says, sure. So he gave her something to do. And uh, she was really talking to her dad about socialism and, and just saying that, you know, this, Dad, this is what I believe this on. He goes, okay, I understand. So she did this job, and he said, I'll pay you $500 for it. So... She was done, and the next day she's going to go back to college, and he says, well, here's your $250 check. She said, you told me $500. He said, I know, but after talking to you about all of what you're learning, I figured I'd just give your brother $250 of your $500 so everybody's happy and we're good to go. I'm telling you, there are so many people that can be so convincing to me, to you, to our children, and they can convince you to where it will change the way that you think. And this is why we have a Bible. This is why we have the Word of God. I said, this is why we have the Word of God. It will keep you when people start making sense of what they're saying. Man, a lot of what's being taught, you start listening to them, you go, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But what does the Bible teach? Because listen to me, God is wanting the best for everybody. He says the good news to the poor. 
He teaches good news to the poor. And aren't you glad that he didn't say, it's a blessing to be poor, you just stay that way. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, it's a blessing to be poor, you just stay that way. That's just your will in life. No, he says, my God shall meet all of your need according to the economy of the United States, to the economy. No, my God will meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory. God says, I have provided every need, whether they're poor, whether they're rich, and everybody in between, needs have been provided for by me. We have to know what the word says. Because that's the heart of God. It's the heart of God to know what the word says. And his word is, I bless everything you set your hand to. God takes pleasure. How do people who, don't, who, who, who come against me say this? God takes pleasure, Psalms 35, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his. That's Old Testament, the reason it says servant. How much more does he take pleasure in the prosperity of his own kids? Of his own kids. Man, I'm telling you, we get so mesmerized by what people are saying on YouTube and everywhere. And I'm telling you, a lot of it is just just garbage. Trying to change the way this nation is. Do we, is this nation perfect? Does it need to change? Oh, it does need to change, but not the way the world wants it to go. And I believe it is getting changed, and God's going to take us to a higher place than what it was. We just got to make sure our kids are not getting taught wrong. I'm telling you. You better know what your kids are getting taught, by the way. You know, my son, he's doing online school at Arizona State University. And, you know, sometimes, you know, he comes out and goes, man, that's just so much garbage in that. And it is. So much garbage they're trying to teach him. But thankfully, he has some great classes. Man, he's teaching me some stuff about his economic plan because he's getting a business degree. It's just awesome. But it's got sprinkled in there some of this other stupid stuff. And our kids need to be taught what the Word of God says so they don't go down that road. Work is a blessing. It's a blessing to have a job. It is. And so thank God for it. I know it's real quiet here this morning. I didn't think I'd get too many amens. But this is what I felt like the Lord when I woke up at 4.30 this morning. And that is that I should really, actually I was going to spend five minutes on this. And it's just because there's no time in heaven. I think that's where I miss it. You know, I'm just, ow! <laughs> I just jump into heaven's time zone, and it's like, I'm only going to teach on this for five minutes. There's no watch or clock. Anyway, I just want our people, God wants what's best for his people. He always has. So just get this from my heart. If you're thinking that, man, this rubs me the wrong way, well, just get a hold of my heart because my heart is this, that it's the heart of the Father for you to increase in every area of your life. Every area of your life. I just don't get the, the three major problems that people have 
They can all stem back. The majority of them can stem back from these, whether it's relationships, financial, or health. Most of people's problems come from those three areas. And God's taking care of all three of them for you and me. And we're going to be teaching about that. I was going to start today on it, about spirit, soul, and body, who you are, the real you. You are a spiritual person. And we look at each other, nothing, and we take our attitude and our perception, and we just categorize everybody about what they say and how they look. And God does not. He looks at your spirit. He goes, this is who I see, Christ in you, the hope of glory. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Julie, I won't make everything in vain. She put all these scriptures in. This is one of them that she put in there. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Can we just read this out loud together? But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. If you are a believer, the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. God says this about you, that you are one with him. You are one with him. So what does that mean? When God sees you, he doesn't even see Mike Davis. He sees Jesus. That just tilts my brain still today to even say that. And this is why he says, I don't count any sins against you, Mike, because I see Jesus. I think you're awesome, Mike, because I see Jesus. I think you're seated in heavenly places because I see Jesus. You're the righteousness of God because I see Jesus. You're the healed of the Lord because I see Jesus. You're blessed coming in and blessed going out because I see Jesus. Whatever you set your hand to, Mike, is going to prosper because I see Jesus. It's because of him. Aren't you glad he came? We're getting ready to celebrate that he came, that he died, and he did all of that so we can be one with him. So we can walk even as he walked. So we can be like him. So we can have victory over this hell-bent world that's trying to take it from you. The world will try to tell you that it, it's just common to struggle financially. It's common to get sick. It's common to have marital issues. It's common. I mean, you know, it was just that's why you live together because, you know, it may not work out. And so you, it's okay. There's a better way. There is a better way. It's God's way. When you start realizing that God doesn't want to keep any good thing from you. You know, when I was a teenager, I thought, dear Lord, God just doesn't want you to have any fun. I mean, I wanted to go to parties. I wanted to go to the movie theater. That was even a no-no back then. You can, I wanted to wear my hair long. Bless God. Hallelujah. So I started doing all those things. You just got to realize one day you wake up and you find out that your father is the most awesome father in the world. And he wants you blessed. He wants you healed. He wants you prosperous. He wants you to have the greatest relationships. He wants you to have more fun than any party, than anything you could possibly do. He wants you to have more fun. I've been with some cool people in my life, but man, it's pretty cool walking with God who walks on water. Pretty cool with God who says, go, there's going to be a gold coin and a fish. If you catch that fish, it's going to pay for your taxes. That's a pretty cool guy that I would like to hang out with. 
It's pretty cool to, uh, for this guy that we call Jesus to say, your, your daughter's not dead. She's just sleeping. Rise up. And she rises up. It's pretty cool to be with a guy like that. I'm telling you, we have to change the way that we think about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Ghost who leads us and guides us in all truth. He wants your life to be changed. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to enjoy your job. If you're not enjoying your work, get another one. What do you want to... No, don't get me wrong. There, there's people who say, well, I'm going to quit this because... No, you better find one first before you quit that one, okay? Don't just get stupid on me. But you start seeking God. I've taught my kids this. Everyone, from Danielle all the way down to Joel, man, I said, whatever you do in life, you love it. You love what you do. You don't do it because it pays $35 an hour. You love it because you love your job. And then you'll make plenty of money. But you need to love your job. That's for somebody. If you hate your job and start talking to God, what do you love inside of you? What, what sounds cool to you? What sounds cool to you to do? Pursue it. People say, well, I'm just going to believe God. I just don't know. What, I, I, it's so simple. What do you love to do? Well, you know, I would love to be a pilot, you know, fly in the airlines, but, you know, I just don't know. <clears throat> Let me just clarify it for you. Do it. Start pursuing that. Start pursuing it. Isn't that super spiritual? There's people, who I'm glad there's people who love to drive trucks. I'm glad there's people who love to walk at Walmart. I'm glad there's people who love to work at restaurants. Hallelujah. I'm glad there's people who love to be chefs. I'm glad because, why? Because there's so many needs and we get to be part of that blessing. God knew that we wanted to do all these things. So he says, yeah, I'm gonna get, you got a desire, you got a, there's, the Bible says in the Old Testament, I'm going to close. Man, I have rambled. There's people in the Old Testament that God says, I want you to get people who work with gold and, and they're smither, 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 smith. That word just left my, my brain. People who work with silver and people who work with gold. He said, I, listen to me. This is God. People think God's all spiritual and he just gives the anointing to people behind the pulpit. He says, I've anointed people to, to work with gold and silver to help you in building the temple. Are you hearing me? Ed's anointed to work with, to make guitars. If you don't, man, you just... My mouth drops to the floor. My eyeballs bug out. And when I go to Ed's shop and he's working on these guitars and he's got, God has given him, God has given him a design that even the Gibson and all these famous guitar people, they don't even know. But he does his work and is unto the Lord. He builds a guitar that won't, that, you know, in our climate, it gets super dry, and so it causes wood to crack. His doesn't crack, and no matter what humidity or dryness, it, he's built it in such a way that it gives and takes. That is so cool, and that is so God. God wants you to enjoy life. John 10.10. 10. Pull that up and amplify That's not one I gave you. John 10.10, 10, amplified. Last one. I'm done after this, hopefully. John 10.10, Amplified Version. You've heard it. Listen to this. Everybody says, you know, Jesus came so 
all of our sins could be forgiven? Absolutely true. But this is also, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. I came. Listen to this. Jesus came that they may have. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Jesus came. We don't hear this preached enough in church. What we hear is you've sinned and Jesus came so you don't have to pay for your sins. I'm telling you that's, and it's so true. But what about this verse? What about this? Jesus said, I came that they may have and enjoy life. If he would have put a period after that, that, may, that would have been pretty good. And have it in abundance to the full Till it overflows. Why did God give you this? It's too much enjoyment, too much in life. So he says, I want you to bless this one, and I want you to bless that one. You have overflow joy. You have overflow uh, prosperity. You need to give it away. You got overflow joy. You just give everything away. Just give it, give it, give it, give it. Everybody say, that's my God. I'm telling you, he wants you to have that kind of mentality and that kind of life. Amen? So come next week and we're going to find out who am I. This was a preliminary of next week's message. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Oh, I preach myself happy. God is so good. Sometimes you just need to be shook a little bit. You know why? It shakes all those dumb things you've been thinking. It shakes all of what the, the dirt of the world's been trying to put on you. And listen to me. If you're retired, I just felt like I need to say this. If you're retired and you say, well, I'm living off my Social Security and, you know, that's all I get. Don't, don't put God in that box. Listen to me. He can get money to you. Unbelievable amounts of ways. I don't know how, but he can. I'm not trying to hear to figure it out. I just, we need to believe that he can. So you just need to start believing that I'm not bound by my Social Security check or my retirement. If it's not enough to make you blessed and to be a blessing, then you're believing short. Whoa, that was so good. I know. I know. I'm a happy camper, let me tell you. I am so happy. I'm so glad you came to church to hear this word. You may have thought that, oh, what is he doing? No, you needed to hear this. Not the person, I wish so-and-so was here. No, you are here. And you needed to hear this. Amen. Father, I just thank you anointing of God to go forth and tear down every wall that we built that is not of you. Every stronghold that is not of you, that anointing to break it down in Jesus' name and be true freedom on the inside of our thinking, our souls to be free. I just believe that that happened today, Lord, as the word went forth, that anointing to break every fetter, every chain, every wrong doctrine, every wrong thinking. Jesus' name. Amen.